Well, hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamati here at Pushing the Limits. It's fantastic to have you tune in for today's show, and I have a wonderful guest coming up for you. But before I reveal who that is this week, I just wanted to let you know once again if you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Lisa at lisatamati.com. Uh, if you've got any questions around today's show or any of the past episodes or anything about running, fitness, nutrition, mindset, epigenetics, any of the things that we like to talk about on the show, then please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can also check us out on lisatamati.com, that's our main website, where we have all our programs uh, listed, and you can find out uh, about live retreats and follow our blog. We'd really appreciate you checking out that stuff on there and getting back to us if you need any help with anything. Um, now today I have a really amazing interview with one of New Zealand's top uh, health and wellness experts, a lady by the name of Rachel Grunwell. Now many of you might have heard of Rachel, she's just put out a book called Balance, uh, which I'm going to talk to her about today. Um, she's a mum of three, she was an investigative journalist who turned then her hand to learning about everything health, fitness, and when she does something, she does it properly, does our Rachel. So without further ado, I'd like you to introduce you to Rachel Grunwell. Uh, well, hi, everybody. It's Lisa Tamady here at Pushing the Limits. It's fantastic to have you back again for another fantastic episode. I'm really, really excited about this one. I've got a lady that I've followed for a long time on social media and heard great things about her. So I've got Rachel Brunwell. Yes, you heard that right. She's on Pushing the Limits, so that's really, really exciting. So Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Lisa. It's great to be here. Oh, it's fantastic to have you. Now, for those of you who live under a rock and don't know where, uh, who Rachel is, uh, Rachel is a journalist and she's also a, an author and a wellness and health expert. Um, and Rachel, I want you to go back and just give us a little bit of background about you, your life, your, your, you know, how you got into this, because you came from investigative journalism, of all things, and you're <laughs> completely very, very different. So, Rachel... Take it away. Tell us, tell us a lot about yourself. Yeah, so in a previous life, I was a very hard-nosed journalist for 25 years, actually. And I would hold politicians to account and people in power to account. And I really love that industry because you could create incredible change. You know, you could help um, change policies or help, you know, the underdog when they needed help and, you know, publicly hold people uh, in power to account. And I had a dream to become an award-winning journalist. And I reached that in my 20s, uh, which I felt very lucky to do. And I went on to, you know, have a family. And I still kept in as a, an investigative journalist. And I would work up from one day a week to two days to three days. And I had... I worked for some really amazing editors who just backed me and would take um, how many days a week that I, I could work and build up to. After I had my third son, uh, Finn, it was by luck and by chance that I was offered a column, a weekly column uh, by the Herald on Sunday. And it was a wellbeing column and I would try and survive all these fitness and health activities every week. And and I always joke that if at the time I was offered the wine column, I would have left at that and <laughs> said, yes, please. Uh, so <laughs> I was, you know, at home. I was super unfit. I'd never been this kind of fit creature. And, yeah, so when I was offered the, the uh, column, it was, 
yeah, it was really great because I thought, yes, please, I'd really like to learn myself. I was really confused about nutrition. I was yeah. so unfit. I was a really unfit mum. I would struggle to push a pram around the block and look, I was huff and puff and I found it really difficult. And I thought people who were really fit were like Lady Gaga. They were born this way. <laughs> Seriously, they were different beasts. They had different genes to me. And, you know, I was such a guinea pig with that column. And, you know, I tried juicing diets and got really hangry, hungry, angry. Uh, I tried uh, surfing. Uh, I would, tried dancing. and I was worse than a certain politician. I had two left feet. Um, and I started a run journey. And I started it. So it would have been seven years ago now. And I really, I just thought, I've just got to show up. I've just got to try. And I really don't understand this, but I'll just see if I can run a fun run one day. And I started with a 20 minutes walk run routine around the block two to two times a week. And I did that for a few weeks and I hated it. I was the color of a fire engine. I was awful. And I, you know, like it was really hard and I was that unfit and it was horrible. But I just, I, one thing I'm really good at is just being bloody minded. Yeah. <laughs> Helps if you're into running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially in your realm. Oh my God. I don't know how you do it. You're like 10 next levels above. <laughs> no, um, same principle. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh yeah, just. Just go one step further than you've been before. And, Seriously. And, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so I just, I started that. And, you know, after a few weeks, I thought, oh, my God, actually, I can run a little bit longer. Or I'm, I'm doing less walking than, I'm, than I was before. I can run a little bit longer. I, I feel a little bit stronger. Wow, I can really feel this. And actually, you can really measure it. That's the coolest thing about running, right, is that you can yeah. measure it, measure your progress. And yeah, so once I could run 25 minutes, um, I went to a PT and I said, look, if you can get me to run 10Ks you, or 30 minutes unbroken, you won't be a PT, you'll be an MM. And he's like, what's that rate? And he's like, miracle. I'm like, you'd be a miracle maker. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and but I just showed up to training and I just kept going and got stronger and fitter and yeah and then I did a 10k and a half marathon and then within a year I did my first marathon and fast forward to today and I'm about to run my 25th marathon and a lot of them are give backs which is uh, guiding disabled athletes yeah that's amazing we'll get into that. yeah and and since I've qualified in the industry so qualified coach uh help people lose weight get fit live a life they love and um, in a really holistic way. So I don't just help them train. I really care about how they're living their lives and how, how to be them best selves. Uh, and a qualified yoga teacher and, medita and meditation. And there's a cross of passions. Actually, we're a little bit similar, Lisa. I, I love what you do because I've worked with a lot of uh, athletes, uh, elite runners to weekend warriors, uh, crossfitters, uh, dancers uh, to mums, mums and daughters uh, teaching yoga and I work with a lot of big brands uh, teaching mindfulness and meditation and yoga and stuff now so but yeah with the athletes you know you need to rebalance your body or otherwise you're going to break. <laughs> I'm so into that too you know as, as coaches you know we've 
we've, you know, like I, as an athlete, did it all wrong for many, many years and broke myself, basically, mm-hmm. by not having uh, that holistic approach. And, and that's really important for us, too, as coaches, is that we really look at the whole person, their yeah. whole life and where they're at and how do we get them mm-hmm. forward without, without breaking them, without burnout, without getting lots of injuries and, and really mm-hmm. looking at their whole health and not just their run times, you know. So yeah. that's why, you know, our, our philosophies align really nicely there. Yeah. It is. And, um, you know, you've, you've touched on uh, meditation and yoga there. Um, what's your take? I mean, I'm right into to meditation and actually self-hypnosis and things like that as well, mm. um, and reprogramming. Have you, how's meditation um helped you in your life and you know what's your take on the whole you know yoga meditation sort of world yeah so i teach it now at retreats and and you know big events with brands and things like that and what's been really transformative for me like i had, i was the worst in meditation i had a terrible monkey mind worst fidget you know like <laughs> my mind was all over the place and what helped me was just starting small. It's like starting that run journey, right? It's like the first person who prescribed meditation to me gave me 30 minutes and I just went, whoa, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, it was so overwhelming and I just didn't do a minute of it. But the second that I started small and I started slow and I did a minute, then, you know, there's huge magic in that. And I can do that and that's how I train my mind uh, and mindfulness has been transformative for me and uh, how I live my life and you know mindfulness uh, just for anyone out there who, who's not um, hugely in tune with it it's about not uh, being stuck in the past so I spent I wasted a lot of my 20s and 30s Uh, feeling really angry and upset and stuck about certain things that had happened to me uh, or how people were with me. And I really, yeah, I care too much, I think, about uh, pleasing people. But I really hung on to stuff in the past. And you can't change anything in the past. So mindfulness is about letting, you know, acknowledging the past uh, and, you know, not getting stuck in it. And then it's not being, uh, uh, you know, in the future because you can't control the future so it's you know having this letting go process um and yeah it's just about living in the now celebrating the now seeing the absolute beauty and magic in the everyday environment and this is just so crucial like Mm. our lives are run by our subconscious and that is always you know with our conscious minds we are either in the past or we're in the future we're always Mm. scared of what's going to happen to us or anticipating stuff or we're we're upset about what, what's happened to us in the past and we're, we're replaying those, those things. Mm-hmm. With our subconscious programming, controlling 95% of our lives, I say, you know, that mm-hmm. we only have a very small processing capacity with our prefrontal cortex and our subconscious is actually doing mm-hmm. 95 to 99% of the work. So we can do what we want with our, with our conscious thinking and still not have that breakthrough because... Mm. the rest is happening at another level and when you do meditation when you do mindfulness this is um you know what's really important is about letting go of of the of the past and and understanding Mm. it not blaming and not staying stuck in that cycle of emotion basically isn't it break out of those emotional responses because otherwise if you're reliving every day a trauma that you had in your, your childhood or your past at some stage 
then your body is experiencing all of that pain every damn week, you know, and every day. And yeah. your body doesn't know the difference between uh, that was 10 years ago or what is right now. It's having those same reactions. And so we get stuck. And this is where I think, you know, the, the meditation, the deep breathing, and it's, it's totally not woo-woo, is it, Rachel? It's not just... No, it's science back and really heavily so. So, you know, psychologists prescribe um, mindfulness. It's in the workplace. Like I work with a lot of corporates in this field and they now are really welcoming that transition um, to understanding the science and these uh, disciplines. And yeah, it is so transformative. And, you know, part of it's getting older and a bit wiser and, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, as well. And, <laughs> as well, but, you know, like, how you choose to experience the world is such a big thing. You don't, you know, get to choose what happens around you or how other people behave, but you always get to choose how you show up. And, and you know, like you, you know, energy goes where energy flows. And so, like, I want to put my energy into really good things and positive things, chase dreams, get shit done, yeah. um, <laughs> you know. You <laughs> I mean, to go from, you know, within, within seven years, I mean, being this hard-hitting journalist to now being a wellness expert and a, a fitness expert and mm -hmm. having run nearly 25 marathons, uh, that's a massive transformation while bringing up three children <laughs> yeah. you know, and writing a book. I mean, um, and, uh, I mean, on the book journey, we're like, let's, let's go there for a little bit because yeah. I'm in the middle of my third book. And to tell oh. you, there you go, balance everything. <laughs> or watching this on the video you can see Rachel's book Balance um it's a hell of a journey to get a book out isn't it Rachel oh my god it's so hard I can't so believe hard. you're up to your third like one seriously almost broke me <laughs> this one my third one is absolutely almost breaking me too if I wasn't an ultra marathon runner I'd have chucked it I think it's <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know the endurance test thing yeah oh, so how did yours come about and what is your book about and tell us a little bit about the interviews and things that you've got in there because I'm interested to to find out all about that yeah so uh it's called balance food health and happiness and it's like this duck egg beautiful blue color and just really simple and de design so a lot of men are, are reading it so it's not candy floss pink and color yeah. so i really love that because i work you know as a coach and yogi and things uh work with men and women and so i i'm so pleased that the designers went with that beautiful clean design uh so how it came about was i have still kept that writing arm so I'm a wellness columnist for Good Magazine and also Indulge Magazine and one of those goes on the Herald Online every week and I also work as a, a blogger with a lot of brands and things so I've kept that writing arm going as well as well as the, the wellness work and over the years I'm so lucky because I get to interview some of the best uh, minds in the wellness industry you know nutrition, fitness, movement, uh, mindset uh, a lot of most amazing minds, not only in New Zealand, but throughout the world. And it, my journalism background has served me really well because, uh, you know, there's the writing craft, but also, you know, the question, you know, having those, that curiosity with questions and things. Um, and so, yeah, I went to a publisher a couple of years ago. I got a publishing deal. I feel very grateful for that. Uh, so hard to get that. And, uh, it's based on 30 
experts from throughout the world uh, sharing science-backed uh, wellness wisdom and all the kind of categories like psychology, neuroscience, there's four nutritionists in there, um, there you know, there's doctors in there, there's researchers, and you know, there's a neuroscientist in there who works with uh, All Blacks, our top rowers and Formula One racing car drivers to, to perform at their best. Mm-hmm. And everyday Kiwis can use those pillars to live their best lives. Uh, there's amazing stuff on emotional intelligence, like you know, how to relate better with kids, with friends, with colleagues, uh, to be a better human, I guess. Um, and, you know, there's also 30 recipes, so 30 experts and 30 recipes. So there's a lot of, um, you know, there's like a great beetroot juice in there for runners. Yep. Actually, because I'm such a passionate runner, uh, there's even like the exercise high explained in there by a doctor and like what's going on in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, some cool science concepts in there as well, like flow, which is a secret to a life worth living is finding flow and you know you and I know how to find that through running and that we it's such a gift we can access because you know it helps us feel good yep. it's when you're lost in the moment you're immersed in the doing you've got this reasonably high skill set and so you know we can just run and get lost in the moment and it's moving meditation. That flow state is something I've studied. Have you read the book Stealing Fire? I've forgotten the author's name. Fantastic book. You, you guys um, read it. Um, that's awesome. Um, being able to tap into flow states and what flow states are. And um, I think that's a really uh, important part of. I mean, I have flow states like when I'm, I'm a jeweler, so I create, you know, jewellery. Yes. I haven't been doing as much lately because I'm so busy with, with, with things. Um, and I miss that being in that state where I, you know, five hours ago by and I, and I, and I've not even noticed because I'm just yes. so in the creative process uh, and it takes a while to get in there and it, you know, but it, it's, it's something that's just fantastic. Then you know that you're actually doing what you're, you know, made to do, so to speak. And you can get that running, you can get that writing. Um, it depends on what your, your thing is, but finding that flow state, it really pulls out the best in you. This is when you're actually in your your genius, if you like. Hey, yeah, it's honestly it's the psychologist who came up with the term calls it um, kale. I think um, you know it's a secret to a life worth living. Like if you can find your flow state, whether it's making jewelry, whether it's you know getting lost to the moment doing knitting, or you know even surgeons can find flow. They're mid surgery. They're, they're immersed in the moment. They won't even notice like music on in the room. They're like just lost in the moment in the in the doing. Um, don't know whether you can see it. Um, just grab. So grab. Yeah. So you know, I find my flow state. You know, through music as well. Also saxophone player. And um, so music's really cool. And even if you love listening to music, uh, oh my god, and like mix music. Uh, you know, great play seat where you're running. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, my husband's a muso and it's just, I just watch him instantly go into a flow state when he's playing his guitar and stuff. And he, I, I could be yelling at him at dinner so he's not hearing <laughs> anything. Cause he's, they might be selective hearing. I... <laughs> <laughs> I was moaning, but you'd think he'd come for food, but 
Oh, yeah, that's right. That flow state, he's just he's just in a different world, and that, and and I envy him that, you know. Like I don't I don't have a musical instrument, so um, that that's just a beautiful thing to watch. And this is when humans are at their highest potential. And if we can spend at least a little bit of time every day in that state, mm -hmm. then we we're much happier as humans, though. Eh? Yeah, um, and, and we're yeah. achieving what we want to. Now, I, I wanted to sort of um, you know take a left mm -hmm. uh, hand turn in the road and, and talk a little bit about uh, your work with Achilles and your, you know, giving back to, um, through your running. Um, so I know we actually met through our mutual friend, Ian Walker, um, who has been on the show before. Absolutely, hey Rachel, just amazing man. Uh, Ian was hit by a truck years ago while he was out and on his bike and... Um, and he has amazing marathoner, like really fast marathoner. Yeah, yeah, and just that moment on the road. And yeah. he up in the wheelchair and, and then he built his way back to doing marathons on, in his uh, handbike and so on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing story. Mm -hmm. And then he gets hit by another youth, uh, I think it was, uh, mm -hmm. while out on his handbike and he's had to go back and he's actually even further up paralysed now. <laughs> and I don't know the technical term, but it's further up the back, basically, uh, mm -hmm. quadriplegic now, and he's fighting back again. And he, he just absolutely blows my mind uh, whenever I'm feeling down about, you know, oh, I can't run as fast as I used to or as far or whatever. I think about Ian, I think about, you know, get over yourself. You know? <laughs> uh, and you've had the privilege of traveling to the New York Marathon with Ian and, and the Achilles crew. Tell us a little about you, your work with Achilles and, and, and how it it's all panned out for you. Yeah. So look, it was really special being on that trip with Ian actually. And we forged this incredible friendship from that time and we've kept it ever since. I, you know, care very much about him and you know, he's just a great mate and yeah, love hanging out with him. And yeah, he, he inspires me hugely with his um, capacity to train mm. and I love his determination to, to want to do well in these races. And you know, he's an amazing uh, hand cycle athlete and yeah, really, really um, awesome to have him in Achilles. And yeah, so I'm an ambassador for Achilles, um, something I'm really proud of. And I've helped quite a lot of uh, different athletes over the years. So just quickly for any viewer, uh, listeners who don't know what Achilles is about, we just help uh, anyone with any kind of disability or barrier uh, to participate in running kind of events. So half marathons, fun runs, uh, marathons. And I've yeah, guided through quite a lot of races over the years. And um, yeah, love it. Love being part of that charity and just about to take uh, someone to New York, uh, a, a visually impaired uh, girl with Asperger's as well. I'm going to help her through New York Marathon soon uh, and also Sydney Half Marathon soon. I'll help her. Um, Tamari, uh, another inspiring athlete. But yeah, just, you know, like it's a heart connected thing. Like it's amazing to run your own race. Like, you know, it's incredible to like to be chasing a time or just to be out there running your own race, but to help someone else achieve their dream. It's just, yeah. Heart lifting and wonderful. And you were, you're connected forever and you know through the tears and snot at the finish line um <laughs> journey you know you, you're, you're really emotionally already you're, you're in your head you're somewhere there with with one of your athletes and yeah. like, that's, that's perfect so there's a lot of pride too and you know 
I, I've done enough races now and, you know, qualified as a coach. And I think one of my biggest gifts to, to share in that charity is to get them through to the finish line in a pretty good state. And so I know when they need to back off. I know when they need to fuel. I know when they're, you know, they're in that mind struggle. And, you know, just helping them through those different stages. And, yeah, it's wonderful to share. Absolutely amazing, and, and 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 this would be you know like this is so, this is so great for not just with disabled athlete, athletes and not just in running. <laughs> wouldn't it be fabulous to have someone like that that got, took you through everything in life? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, science facts. If you got a coach, you're going to get to your goal uh, goal yeah. um, smarter and faster. Oh. And yeah, like everything in life, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're both biased being coaches, and yeah, and <laughs> totally. But honestly, like I spent the first, I think, 10 years of my ultramarathon career without a coach. Back then, there wasn't really anybody who knew too much about ultramarathoning in, in the area that I was in, at least. Yeah. Um, and so we just went out. And all the mistakes, the injuries, the burnout, the, the horrific stuff that you did all wrong that you could have saved yourself. And then <laughs> my coach, you know, uh, Neil Wagstaff, who's now my business partner at Running Hot Coaching, um, you know, like he just flipped everything on its head and I had the best performances and, you know, we've had, you know, lifelong friendship and now business relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it's just like, oh man, you, you shortcut the process. Why reinvent the wheel? And now in every area of life, I search out, and this is one of the selfish reasons I do this podcast, is because I get to meet people like you and, and other amazing people who have mm -hmm. done incredible things and I get to learn. This is my way of learning as much as yeah, totally. you know, so it's, there's a selfish aspect to this. <laughs> oh, I got to learn, could learn so much from you too, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never done an ultra and... Oh, well, hey, yeah, well, let's go there. I'll, I'll get you through to an ultra. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, that would be fabulous. I'll, I'll take you up on that offer. If, if, you're, if you're keen, I'll, I'll help you get <laughs> to the next distance. Um, but coming back to the Achilles, and, you know, like helping other people, it doesn't matter if they're disabled people or um, it just, it, it's just so... You, you get out of your own skin, don't you? When you're, when, like, even in the middle of a running race, I've been doing, you know, ultra marathons in the middle of deserts or something, and you're just like dying, and, you know, sometimes literally and sometimes just feeling like it. And then you come across somebody who is in deeper trouble than you. Instantly, you forget your own suffering and you're there for them, and then you help them through their crisis. And, You've, and the time flies. Once again, you're in a flow state because you're actually focused on somebody else. You're outside of your own misery. And that means, you know, that, that, that saying pain is not optional, but suffering is. And it, it is like when you, when you understand how to switch, and I'm not saying it's easy, but when you're actually focusing on, in your case, um, someone with a visual impairment or in a wheelchair or something, and you're helping them fight through their battle and you can see how massive that battle is, it makes you feel like, well, what am I complaining about? My sore legs and my blister on my toe, you know. That's not as bad as what my friend is going through. And it lessens your suffering and it gives you a complete new perspective on life, I think. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we, yeah, and, you know, we, we get by in this world depending on the barriers that we place on ourselves. And they're not barriers that others put in front of us. They're the ones that we put in front of ourselves. And... I guess the athletes who have, you know, real disabilities, they inspire me. So 
you know, people, the rest of the world sees it as me helping them. And, um, but actually it just, they end up becoming, you know, my friends and um, a lot of them are like family to me. Like I care about them that much. And yeah. And, and they become yeah, your teachers, don't they? they yeah. Them. Yeah. They inspire me. And I think, look, you know, they can't see, they're not letting that barrier stand in their way. And actually when, um, you know, it's a, it's a good lesson to share. It's like, you know, what, what barriers are in your way and how are you allowing them to affect you? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's fantastic work, Rachel. And I hope you continue mm -hmm. to do that. And, you know, the people like Ian Walker, they just, mm -hmm. for me, they're my role models, you know, that is, and, and I mean, I've, I don't know if you know my situation, the listeners who listen to my show know it, but mm -hmm. my mum had an aneurysm three years ago. So working with her on a day-to-day -day basis um, in her rehabilitation and, you know, with, with massive disabilities. Oh, it's amazing what you've done. Yeah, yeah. like she's just incredible, but it's given me a complete new perspective on, on life and what we're capable of and yes. the relations that we place within ourselves. Um, and, you know, it's not that it's an easy thing to go through and I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy but I, by the same token I'm I'm always when I have adversity I try to find the silver lining the the, the lessons the learnings what, what how has this helped me and how has this been an advantage um, and this journey has just shown me so so much about um, every, everything like perspective you know like for her you know, here's me moaning, I can't run, oh, I can't run my 100Ks anymore or my 200Ks or whatever, you know. Oh, why was me my life's over? Because you're this athlete who's always been able to do these sort of things and then you're looking at a person who can't stand or who can't take a single step or can't even sit properly and it sort of just relativizes everything in your life. And it's a really good reminder to have things like that, you know, in your mind, in your mind's eye to just, you know, okay, you're not, you know, you're never going to be Usain Bolt, you're never going to be Paula Radcliffe, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> Get out there and do stuff anyway, you know, do what you can do. Don't be miserable for the fact that, oh, I used to, and as a coach, we get a lot of people, oh, I used to be able to do this and now I can't, and I'm trying to get them to let go of the past and just be here now. And once again, we limit ourselves sometimes by the achievements that we've had in the past. And, and turning that around in our head to go, okay, I've had an accident like Ian, you know, he, he, he got to being so good and then he was hit again and then he's had to start from scratch again. Um, and that just absolutely <laughs> blows my mind that he would get up again and fight again, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and knowing how long that, that journey is. So, yeah, I think, I think the work that you're doing there is wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. So, Rachel, what, uh, talk to us a little bit about your change in your nutrition side and things like that. What, you, what sort of uh, advice did you get out of doing the book or what learnings have you had on the, on the nutrition side of things? Yeah, so I yeah, qualified to PT level to level five. So there's a really nice underpinning of, you know, national guidelines and, you know, how how we should be fueling our bodies. I'm actually personally quite um, low carb, healthy fat, almost keto, but I do like some um, good ciabatta bread <laughs> with scrambled eggs on top. So I'm not perfectionist. Actually, 
you know, the, my book is called Balance because I believe in all things in life and balance. Uh, so I drink coffee, I drink wine, love a beer with a mate, um, and I eat chocolate. I love chocolate. <laughs> but, you know, 80 to 90% of my food is actually uh, pretty good. And, you know, it's about putting in an amazing fuel, amazing nutrients. Uh, but it's got to taste good. Uh, so for years and years now, I've been designing uh, healthy recipes for Good Magazine. And so why I put uh, 30 recipes in balance um, is because I often talk about like the hero ingredients and how they fuel your body and how um, the magic, you know, they bring about like avocados, um, you know, great for beautiful glowing skin, like, you know, eat for vanity as well. And <laughs> There's actually, for runners, um, you know, there's some cool smoothies in here. And what I hate is smoothies that taste like swamp water or crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> drink a good, like, food. I love food. I love food too much. So if you're going to, you know, eat or drink anything, uh, it's got to taste good. And there's some awesome, um, so there's a chocolate uh smoothie bowl video. oh my god that looks cool. <laughs> and so that's actually really amazing for your skin that so um and delicious uh nutrient dense amazing but there's a great uh beetroot juice in here which is amazing as you know um all the runners i know are hugely into uh, beetroot juice yep totally i'm into beetroot juice yeah so there's some great uh post run uh, post-exercise uh, smoothies and juices and snacks and stuff like that in there. Um, and again, it's just kind of weaving in the stories of, you know, what to eat and drink to, to feel amazing, but to look amazing. And some of the science behind why, uh, you know, there's some really cool stuff around intermittent fasting right now, you know, longevity and, um, yeah, just I think it's, yeah, really important that, yeah, you enjoy your food too and, it's not just all, you know, horrible, you know, like I do get up in the morning and have this most awful, awful whole litre of vegetable juice, basically, with everything from celery to, to lemon juice to, you know, turmeric and stuff. But um, Oh, that'd be so good for you. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, but, you know, um, and that gives me my good start to the day. But then I don't want to have all my food like tasting like that. I want to be able to enjoy. Yeah. So, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Often there's like four ingredients uh, in a smoothie and they'll be really nu nutritious and really good for you. Um, and uh, like some of the experts in the book, uh, they're really cool. Like Nadia Lim talks about, you know, banging in the whole orange in her smoothie. She's like, you just, you know, banging all the nutrients. That's pretty quick and easy and efficient. Um, and Sarah Wilson is in my book and she's from, she's the I Quit Sugar Queen. Yeah. So she's one of the most, uh, like 200 top authors in the world. Uh, she's amazing. And she's put out all these incredible um, foodie books. Um, and yeah, she, she talks about, you know, sustainability in my book, actually, not so much about food, but um, some awesome sustainability hacks. And, but she's about using everything in the food. You know, like if you get celery, use the white bits, use the leaves, like use the whole damn thing. Like you've paid for it and it's all nutrition and it's all. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of changed how I look at food um, in quite a few different ways, uh, like hearing about where it's coming from, how it fuels my body. Like it, it affects how you, you think and how you feel. It's like movement, right? Yeah. Um, movement affects and rewires your brain. So, you know, 
you get incredible energy levels and you know creativity and and yeah, your whole sense of how you show up in the world is linked to you know how you think how you feel how you move what you eat and I think it's really like when you understand the science behind things, you're more likely to do it, I find. For me, yeah. you know, when I was told years ago to do meditation, I was like, well, when I run, I meditate. You know, I can't stand still. And then you <laughs> understand the difference between, yes, there is a type of flow state and so on, but it's, there's a need for the other type of med meditation mm -hmm. too and why and how that quietening of the mind and, and tapping into the, you know, the parasympathetic nervous mm -hmm. system. And when you're running, you're in the, sympathetic nervous system so that's not going to you know create that balance and when you understand a little of the science i find it's far more interesting to actually do it then you get you get why you're doing it and it gives you that not just a well the teacher said you had to do this and you don't know why i remember like learning maths as a kid and going what the hell am i ever gonna have to work out all this stuff it's not applicable to my life you know but if they'd explained to me why as a builder, if you want to build some, I don't know, a wall, you have to understand all this mass. Then I might have gone, oh, oh okay, I get it now. Why well, I'm doing this silly A plus P equals gosh, whatever, you know. Um, so I think understanding and doing that research is really important. Now, Rachel, we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up in a moment. And I just wanted to um, give you the floor for a moment to what is your main message? What, do you, what does Rachel stand for? What do you want to get out into the world? What's your big and I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what, you know, if, if there's one, two or three things that you just really desperately wanted to share with the audience today, what would those be? I guess live life in balance and less perfectionism. Mm -hmm. uh, life's all about progression. Uh, be really kind on yourself. Uh, we're so hard on ourselves uh, to be perfect. So there's this kind of process of letting go. And look, I'm, my mission in life to it is inspire Kiwis or inspire anyone to, to live healthier and happier. And yeah, like, look, I'd love everyone to read my book. Um, and you know, it's not an ego driven thing. It was for a long time as a journalist, I really wanted to, to be an author. Yeah. But when it came to doing my book, it needed to be a whole lot more than that. Like for anyone to actually spend money on my book, I wanted to be incredibly proud of it, but I actually wanted to, it to authentically, like genuinely help people. Yeah. So I brought together the best minds um, who helped change my life um, to be a lot healthier and happier. Um, I'm more, you know, got way more emotional intelligence than I ever had um, still working on that. Um, but yeah, these people in the book are amazing. And like, even if you read one chapter um, and it changes your health or happiness, there's, there's incredible magic in that. So yeah, if you do read it, connect with me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so important, Rachel. You, you know, when you, when, when, you know, you and I as authors know how much, you go through to get a book out. People would not believe how hard it is to get a book out. Yeah. Um, and what you, you know, it cannot be about your ego and you mm -hmm. wanting to sell millions of copies because that's a dream. That's not going to happen uh, generally, mm -hmm. you know, but it, you have to be thinking about the individuals that are reading this book and that it's going to really impact mm -hmm. their life. And you were talking 
for them. That's what the stuff mm-hmm. is about that's in your book. So, Rachel, where can people get your book? Um, it's available in the bookstores as well as uh, on your website? Yeah, so it's on my website, inspiredhealth.co.nz, if you want a signed copy. Uh, but it's actually in Paper Plus, Wickles, or wherever you are in the world. It's on Amazon UK uh, or Book Depository. Just Google it. You'll be able to find it. And it's great. It's a great gift for, like, men or women and the the beauty of it is is yeah just read one chapter like it's not a novel you don't have to read the whole thing if you're not into yoga please don't read the yoga chapter um but if you're into you know how the science of the fitness high works um which is really fascinating that's so cool that chapter um or how to live your best life or how to have you know five layers of listening so you can actually listen well uh that was quite transformative for me yeah. like just read, just read that chapter um, and yeah, connect with me on Instagram, which is just my name at Rachel Grunwell, uh, or my Facebook page is Inspired Health NZ. Uh, yeah, connect with me. I love, I love those communities. I, I'm really connected. And um, the last thing I just wanted to share was uh, I did have a massive crisis of confidence uh, halfway through writing the book. It was a two-year journey, and I almost walked away from it. Uh, I was an award-winning journalist, but I, yeah, I just had this really tricky time in my life and I almost gave up and, you know, you had this self-talk going on. I'm not good enough. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not as good as my friends who are amazing writers. Um, and I had a really tricky time and I really vulnerable stage. I almost walked away. I had a publishing deal for Christ's sake. Um, so if I... What's that? I'm so glad you did it. <laughs> yeah, and so me too. Like it was, it was my biggest dream, right? And yeah, and it was frightening to do it. And I think you've just got to be brave and follow through on your dreams. Don't give up on them. And I'm so glad I didn't. I love my book. I'm so proud of it. I feel emotional every day when I get messages from readers. Um, but yeah, my message to, to anyone out there. Don't ever give up on your dream. And I know you're all about that, Lisa. I yeah, love that. Absolutely. And see, I hope people are listening because, you know, you look at Rachel Grumman and you think, oh, wow, <laughs> beautiful, amazing, three children, super career, books, <laughs> blah, blah, retreats. And you go, and a lot of people, a lot of people, that's intimidating, right? And when mm-hmm. and they look at it and go, well, I could never do that. But when they hear from, from people like you saying, mm-hmm. you know, I nearly didn't make it with this book, I struggle mm-hmm. with this, or I had problems with that, then people realise you, like you said at the very beginning of this interview, I thought people who did health and fitness and sport just <laughs> different genes. And they, <laughs> not. they do not have different genes. They just <laughs> did the work. And uh, one of the main themes running through this interview today, which I really picked out again and again and again mm-hmm. in the talking, was just start small and do something every day towards your goal. I think if I could sum up this whole interview, it would be that yeah. um, as one you know, takeaway, is break things down, and when it seems overwhelming, just do a tiny little bit today. And you obviously did that with the book, and, and I congratulate you on getting that book out because I know what a massive journey it is. I'm still in the deep, dark recesses <laughs> with mine going, has this ever gonna end? And how the hell is this gonna work? And, but it will, and I have enough experience now to know that I will eventually get through. And there's a lot of tears, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into these, into these books. So I do encourage you guys to go out there and grab Rachel's book. Uh, mm-hmm. You're obviously not gonna regret it. 
Um, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show today. So go to inspiredhealth.co.nz. That's right, uh, Rachel. Yeah, and you can find out all about the book and like read who the experts are involved. Yeah. One on anxiety, another person on depression. Like the experts are really cool. One of the top happiness researchers in the world is in there. And wow. yeah, I did air guitar when he said he'd be involved. Thank God he couldn't wow. see it. <laughs> Uh, read them and then try and try and get these people some on the podcast so you know thank you very much for all this inspiring talk today Rachel I wish you well in your in your business endeavors and the, in the work that you're doing and with your Achilles people um, my love to you and thank you very much for being on the show today it's been awesome oh, thank you so much you inspire me so thank you thanks Rachel this week for pushing the limits thanks so much for stopping by and we really hope you enjoyed that interview um, if you could do us a favor and please do a rating and review on itunes that would help the show immensely uh, we love getting feedback from there uh, and it really helps the show get exposure so if you want to do us a really big favor please make sure you go and do a rating and review and subscribe and please share this content as well with your networks if you could do that for us would be very appreciative uh, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you very much.